This is the Western Obsessions TV podcast, where hunting's not a hobby, it's an obsession. All right, guys, welcome to the Western Obsessions TV podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Belding, and I've got a pretty cool guest on today. He is definitely unique. Uh, I have got Diego with Main Beam Addiction on the podcast today. And Diego is 13 years old in the industry. He's doing his thing and he's doing it well. I've been following him a long time now on Instagram. And I think, you know, most people think that I hunt a lot. I think Diego's got me beat, man. What's up, Diego? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing great, man. Uh, like I said, I just noticing all those elk heads you got back there. I see a turkey fan, man. It looks pretty cool to me. Thank you. Well, it's a little hillbilly compared to your setup, but it'll do. <laughs> you know, let me let me sh share a little secret about my backdrop here, Diego. That's wallpaper, and I completely messed it all up, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hard deal to do, man. Bring trying to put that up. I try to put it up by myself. I completely screwed it all up. So that is good enough for now, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So Diego is out of New Mexico and he goes on some super cool hunts. He's got a website. So if you guys are listening, check out main, mainbeamaddiction.com. Did I say that right, Diego? Yes, sir. You did. Yeah. He's got some gear. He's got some swag and he, you guys, he's got a lot of stuff going on, but let me, let me let him talk and he can tell you all about it. So let's just start off, Diego, you're, 13 years old. I know you started this company when you were nine. What got you started, man? What got you started hunting and what got you started in this company? Um, so the way it started hunting is uh, my dad actually took me on um an archery bull elk hunt. It was me, his dad, my grandpa, and then him. And I just loved it from there. The first morning we actually got there, I woke up, me and my grandpa were still laying in the camper and my dad was gone. So I was like, where the heck did he go? So he was off hunting. So me and my grandpa woke up. The sun was already up. Um, we went outside and my grandpa being my grandpa, um, he he let me and him have s'mores for breakfast. So that was a pretty, <laughs> pretty good way to start off the hunt. And it, after that, I just, I stuck to hunting. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Did you see any animals on that first hunt? I did. My dad actually had some, some big bulls come up to us and some cows. So that, that really just got me in the outdoors, got, got me, gave me the addiction. He gave you the addiction, hence the name main beam addiction, right? Where did you get that from main beam addiction? Um, well, my dad, he's a, like a part-time elk guide. So I've been around him a lot. I've learned like all the scoring stuff from my dad. So that was just like a name that came to me when I was drawing up this, this main beam addiction design. You drew the design up? I did. So I actually don't have one with me right now to show you. But so it actually, so that was the way I got in hunting. And then the way actually like Hush, they kind of like watching their videos and all that stuff. They like really inspired me to like have my own business, my own company. So I went to my mom and my dad told them I had to get something started. So my dad told me get after it. So I was in third grade, just in class, and I drew up a little design, came up with main beam addiction, took it home to my mom and my dad, and them being um, as supportive as they are, they helped me get it on some hats and shirts. Um, I took it to my county fair for the first time and sold it, 
And ever since then, it's kind of just blew up. I got it all trademarked in December of 2019. So that was pretty cool. And I have a website now. So it's kind of yeah. just blew up from there. You were doing it, man. It's very cool. I talk, uh, I used to own a lot of businesses before I started the hunting business. And I talk about entrepreneurship a lot and how I, my opinion is you're just born an entrepreneur. Diego, I think you're born an entrepreneur, man. I think we're going to see some <laughs> big things from you in the future. You know? Yes, sir. Well, thank you. You bet. All right. So getting into hunting, you got into hunting with your dad and your grandpa. I think I would come back and do some hunting too if I got s'mores for breakfast. I think that would be great. <laughs> um, yes, but I know we want to talk about why you hunt. Does it mean something more to you rather than um, just being out with your dad and grandpa? Um. Well, the reason I, why I hunt is first off to just conserve wildlife and keep the population where it needs to be. And then second off, the reason, the whole reason I started main beam addiction is to be in the outdoors and inspire more youth um, to get in the outdoors because they're, they're our next generation. And without, without our next generation coming to hunt with all the anti hunters and all this stuff, it, it won't be too good if we don't get some youth out there. So Man, you are you are wise beyond your years, Diego. That is 100% right. <laughs> the youth is, you are our future and our, our future of conservation and conserving the animal's habitat and the way life and population, just like you're talking about. Without hunters, we can't do that. So I like what I'm hearing, man, for sure. So but with this company, Main Beam Addiction, you've got some sponsors, you got some brands already, and that is great, man. Tell me about some of your cool brands that you got. So it kind of all started off with um, Initial Ascent, uh, uh, my favorite pack company out there. I mean, when I first started hunting, like I said, my dad kind of just threw me in whatever pack he had laying around. And those packs, were, I mean, it was something. So it was good, but it was like they were sagging a little bit or they just they didn't feel right, making my back hurt. So I actually put a video up on my Instagram a few years back and initial sent Dennis and Joe seen it and um they got with a guy I don't know if you know who that is he owns Western Contours podcast so they sure. got together and Dennis and Joe sent me pack because they seen like I had the old one that I was I was actually carrying out my grandpa's deer so with that pack so for him so that was pretty cool they sent me a pack so those cool. were the first ones I got to meet them in person and they're they're a big inspiration to me too they're there's some awesome people. That's great, man. Um, and it's, you know, uh, brands like that are super cool. They help out a lot because gear is important, whether we like it or not. And the right pack that fits you well, that will save your back. As you know, you're a Western hunter, man. You know how to pack out an animal. And if it's fitting right and it's fitting good and it's a good company behind you, that's really, that's good, man. That's, that's, that's super important. Any other brands that you want to mention that you've partnered with? Um, I just got with last lights. So we, I, I, um, I had, I think I got in a mountain hunter box and I was like, this product is awesome. Um, I had dad take it on some of his elk hunts that he was guiding and use it in the tents and stuff. And dad came home and we ordered two more of them. So we cool. just ordered some headlamps from them. Um, so that's, they're an awesome company too. All right. Great, and then, man. Let's see. I have nature's paint. There, there's some cool people too. They sent me some face paint. I've used it on, on my turkey hunts. Um, it works good for when baseball comes around and football to have some eye black. So they're a pretty awesome company too. 
So football and baseball, we're going to get into that too, for sure, when we talk about other things that you're doing. But yeah, face paint could double as eye black, 100%. (laughs) Yes, sir. And then a real big one that's helped me out is Velvet Antler Technologies. They've, mm. I've done, I've done a lot with them. I have, I have almost every product that they've got and I've tried it all out. I have a, a few review videos on it and that's the real deal right there. If you're a backcountry hunter going on a velvet hunt and you need something to preserve your velvet, that's, that's the stuff to get. And they don't, that's not the only product they have. So you have to go check them out too. I'm about to check those out, man. I don't have anything in velvet right now. I need to do some more velvet hunting. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> Well, so it see, Diego, it seems like you got this business thing kind of dialed in, man. You're getting brand deals. You're, you're growing a good following for yourself. Um, have you had any problems? Tell me about like some of the problems you ran into starting a business. Um. Well, first off, uh, like getting my brand trademarked, it was kind of hard because like the way I drew the design, it was um, NBA and it kind of like matched with like the NBA. So those mm-hmm. letters were kind of hard. So we, it took me and my dad and my mom, like helping me out, sending the emails to the right people. So it took us like probably over a year to get my, my brand trademarked. So that was, that was hard. And then especially now with all this COVID stuff, it's been hard to get hats in and stock. So we've been going, trying to go to all the shows we could, but this year my dad and mom were actually going to take me to the um, big Western hunt expo in Utah, but I didn't have the stock to go. So yeah. But hopefully next year. But you know, that's a good problem. Not having the stock. That means you sold a bunch and you just weren't <laughs> able to order it back yet. Right. So. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. So with what you know now, could you give anybody advice on how to start their first hunting company? Maybe it's a youth like you that's a little bit younger. Maybe it's an old guy like me that wanted to start. What would you tell them coming out the gate? Oh, uh, well, you could you could probably find some people that inspire you, learn a little bit from them. Um, I know there's some classes you can go to. Um, I actually did one with the lady that owns Nature's Paint, and she actually showed me a class on how they started Nature's Paint. And there was a couple of small business in there, so you guys got to check those out. And the most important part is give it a hundred percent, work hard, and you'll you'll get wherever you want to be. Yes. True words are never spoken, man, right there. <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, now that we're, when we'll jump into the other stuff you're doing, but let's stay on the hunting train right here. Is, what do you think hunting has taught you at this age? Um, hunting, hunting has taught me like a lot of respect to the animals. Like even the hunting industry with all these great people, it just taught me like if I put myself out there, not everybody's a bad person. Like I meet these people, they're, they're, I say I only have a few people that inspire me, but really everybody in the hunting industry, we're all, we're all there for the same thing. Like we can't be jealous of each other. As long as we're all there, we'll, we'll be, we'll be a good hunting industry family. If that's the right way to say it. That is the right way to say it. I like it. And you're right. Like as you're, and I hope that you're not getting too much criticism for your stuff being at your age, but sometimes hunters can be mean and be critical. And there's a lot of jealousy out there. You know, if you kill something, you get some hate and it could be a a tough industry to be in, but we all just need to be together, man, come together and have fun together, help each other out. Just like you said, I think think that's, that's some wise words there, man. Now we talked, we talked a little bit before we jumped on the podcast and you told me something that you were doing in Wisconsin. 
training bear dogs. Man, that's cool. Tell me all about that. Well, it all kind of started off ever since I was little. My uncle has always had bought hounds and some of his friends. So I've kind of just like grew into it. I actually have my own hound dogs now. His name's Guante. Um, I got the name from a book that my uncle gives me for Christmas and my birthday. Him, me and my cousin, he'll always give us a hunting book or a book on hounds. So that's how I came up with the name. So two weeks in every, like two or three weeks in July, me and my cousin will go up there with my uncle and we'll just run, run dogs and chase some big Wisconsin bears. Um, talk about, talk about having a lot of fun and having some responsibility. You gotta, you gotta fill up the bait buckets whenever you're the youngins and make sure it's all loaded in there. Make sure you got batteries in your card checker. Make sure you got the cards to get it done. It's a lot of work, man. You're still, even though that, like you got your own brand and you're building a following, you're the grunt on the totem pole, huh? Yes, sir. (laughs) they're making you feel bait buckets and doing all the stuff they don't want to do but so you guys are training like bear dogs you got your own dog have you treated any any bears with your dog yet yes I have so last year he was just a puppy and he 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 was on a couple bears and then a bear ended up um getting on him a little bit but he's he's a lot better now and this year my uncle uh I actually my uncle's been sending me all kinds of videos and pictures of him training some bears. So that's really cool. Cause he, this is his second year last year. He was a puppy. So that's awesome. That's very cool. He's, he's gone. He's moved quick. Are you worried that, that he might get hurt by a bear? Um, and my mom's more worried about it. Cause we had him here at the house for when, when he was real little, my uncle was like, here's your dog. And so I started working on him then. And my mom got real attached to him, almost like a house dog. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, that's their job. If it, if it happens, it kind of, kind of happens. It'd yeah. be, it'd be sad, but that's, that's what they're for. So. That's true, man. That's their job, right? That's what they're, they're designed to do. Well, that's cool, man. I hope you have some hunts coming up with, with your dog and some bears. And I hope you throw some good pictures out and video out on Instagram. Cause I want to watch that. I like, that'd be cool. Yes, sir. I will. Now you also do some long range shooting and archery shooting. So which one do you like better? Um, well, I, I was in love with my, my rifle. My mom and dad actually got me a custom seven WSM for Christmas. Mm. It was either two years ago or last year. And I, I fell in love with long range shooting. We actually have, um, one of our friends got me into it. He actually built my rifle for me. So I'm in love with that. But then last year for my birthday, my dad, he used to shoot his bow a lot and go to all the tournaments and do pretty good. But then once he had me and my sister, of course, it kind of went down from there and he hasn't really shot. I, I make fun of him because they bought me um, a brand new uh, 2021 Prima and he still shoots an old DXT from 2008. So we'll walk into <laughs> the archery shop and everyone will be making fun of him, but that bow shoots cherry. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It doesn't have to be a new bow to shoot, to shoot lasers, right? So no, sir. Yeah. So you got a, a a cool gun that shoots long distance. You got a brand, well, almost brand new bow. Um, tell me about your long distance shooting. How far, what's your furthest shot? Um, so I actually went to DR Long Range Concepts. It it was in, let's see, it's kind of hard to know what it was in because it was in three different states. It was in Missouri, Arkansas, and 
I don't remember what other state, but we were just like, it was so funny. Me and my dad were laughing at it and the whole crew because we would go from a different state. Like every day we drive into Missouri, shoot in Arkansas, go back to Missouri and then eat <laughs> wherever else we were at. But so I think the farthest shot I shot it still, it was at a big old bison was 13. It was either 1300 or 1450. It was one of those. So that was pretty awesome. That's a heck of a poke, man. I've never shot anything that far. I, I grew <laughs> up in the, in the Midwest hunting whitetail where 200 yard shots were, that's a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool, man. Well, tell me like, what's the future have to hold for you uh, with your company, man? Where do you see this going? Um, So probably like the closest thing in my future. Um, I'm trying to, right now, I'm trying to get certified to be um, a junior New Mexico game fish instructor for um what's it called new mexico to get um your hunter safety i'm trying to be in a junior instructor to where i can help out like the like the actual instructors that have been certified so that's probably in my nearest future so that should be fun yeah man giving back already that's cool yes sir and then let's see hopefully once i get older once i get 18 i can I can turn main beam addiction into an outfitting business and start guiding full time as my job. That'd be, that'd be awesome. That's my dream. That's a fun job. And I, uh, I used to have an outfitting company too, and I've guided elk hunters and a bunch of other types of species. And it is a lot of fun helping people hunt, but the one downside is when you're guiding them, you don't get to hunt yourself. That's the only downside. That's true. That's, that's a hundred (laughs) percent true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) well what hunts do you got going on this year Diego so this year my first my first um the first hunt we're going to be going on is me and my dad are going to be guiding guy from western contours podcast on elk hunt here in New Mexico so that'll be really awesome because I've been practicing calling and and getting all my stuff ready to to call on a big old bull for guy because the guy told me your dad's not going to do none of the calling neither am i you're going to call me in a big old bull so that should be fun for the first hunt yeah it is fun so what do you do it excuse me what are you doing to practice your calling um i'm kind of so lately i've just been sending videos of me calling to to guy and then there's some local guys from new mexico the elk bros i was at mountain archery fest in purgatory and I think either one month ago or two months ago, and they were helping me. Um, they have like a actual like blue collar course that you can take and it talks to you about elk hunting. So I've been doing that and just practicing with my my uh, Phelps bugle tube and my um, Phelps calls and all that stuff. So I should be ready when it comes. Yeah, you're getting dialed in. You don't have any calls on you right now, do you? I don't. They're oh, in the house. Dang. I wanted to hear you blow that bugle. well that's cool and you're so you're guiding guy in in new mexico and uh what else do you have going on besides elk so we actually have let's see i have an elk tag this year in new mexico my sister has an elk tag and then my friend my hunting buddy hunter he's also 13 and i've went on like four four or five hunts with him we've deer hunted and barbary hunted together i have those hunts and then here coming up real soon, I've been practicing with my bow a lot because I have a September archery tag to hopefully shoot a velvet buck. So that'll be fun. You're going to be busy, man. How do you stay in school and go on all these hunts? 
I just I just try to get my work done before I go. And uh, we actually had my open house. I started school on Wednesday. We had my open house on Tuesday. And my mom and dad actually made sure to talk to my teachers and let them know that I show 4-H animals and I hunt. So I won't be around school too much, but I'll, <laughs> I'll make sure to have straight A's, though. There you go, man. You are loaded. And that's, you know, that is a true born entrepreneur. We're usually quite our plate is usually quite full of things that we want to do yes sir all right so i heard you talk a few times about people that inspire you um and we talked about just mentioned teachers mentioned a few other people tell me about the people that inspire you and maybe inspired you to do what you you do now um so i've talked i've talked about hush a little bit um eric chester he really he he really inspires me probably the most about out of that hush crew he's he's an awesome dude great at glassing up sheds i love love watching his youtube videos yeah and then there's dennis and joe i already talked about them guy from velvet i mean not velvet guy from western contours and then um there's jordan harbison oh he's an awesome guy too he started he i was just talking to him i think yesterday about how he started his business when he was 10 and he's huge now he's 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 with mountain ops and all that good stuff so Yep. Yep. Some of these guys with YouTube channels, man, it's, it makes it easy to like follow them and see what they're doing. Cause they produce a ton of content for you guys. And yeah, I, I, I watch the hush guys. I watch Eric and Jordan. I watch all those guys, man. And they're doing it right for sure. Yes, sir. And then there's one more, he's been huge to me. He's helped me. He's helped me get in with some, some tied in with some good companies and help them support me and the youth in the outdoors. Um, Bam Bam. His, they call him Bam Bam. That's that's actually his name. He's an awesome dude. He has a daughter, Christy. Um, he shoots with Sig Sauer. He's just an awesome dude. Yeah. Well, it's great to have people that you can look up to and mentor and having mentors in the industry because that is very valuable. When I first started elk hunting, I did not have a mentor and I struggled for my first couple of years for sure. So mentors like that are great, man. And you should definitely hold them like gold. Yes, sir. I'm very thankful for them. Yeah. Well, Diego, man, like uh, what else we want to talk about here? We covered a lot of the points we had talked about earlier, but, and, you know, we talked about future stuff, anything burning on top of your mind you want to share with the listeners? Um, I actually, I have a few more hunts that are going to go on this, this year. Let's talk um, about one, one I can't wait to go on because it'll be a little different than what we hunt in New Mexico and how we hunt. I have a whitetail hunt in Illinois this year, so that'll be that'll be fun. Out of, yeah, there you go. That's quite a bit different than the Western style hunting that you're used to. And what I say about whitetail hunting, it's not so physical of a of a hard game. It's more of a mentally hard game, hunting whitetail. <laughs> yes, sir. We actually two years ago I went on a bear hunt in Virginia right after I got my bear in Wisconsin, and. Me and my dad were sitting in the stand. We woke up real early. We're walking in the dark, trying to find the stand. We're, mm -hmm. uh, my dad's super scared of snakes. So we're making sure that there's not any snakes and we get to the stand. And I just remember me and my dad sitting scrunched up in that tiny little stand. And we're, we feel the tree all swinging around. And me and my dad were like, holy smokes, this is, this is a little different than putting eight miles on, on foot in New Mexico. Yeah, it's definitely a different game, isn't it? <laughs> All right, so you got the uh, whitetail hunt. You got any other hunts coming up? 
Um, my dad actually, uh, two, no, last year, my dad guided an elk hunter and he wants to come back to hunt with me. I haven't met him yet, but he sounds like a pretty awesome guy from what my dad's told me. And we're going to take him on his once in a lifetime orc hunt here in New Mexico. So that'd be awesome. That is cool. That is on my bucket list. I got to get to that at some point too. Yeah. Yes, sir. That they're that in my opinion, my mom's opinion, they're, they're better than beef there. My mom does. My mom, she hunts, she hunts a little bit, but the main thing that she hunts is she hunts orcs because that's her favorite meat. Yeah. You think it's better than elk then? Yes, sir. For sure. For sure. Huh? Yes, sir. All right. Well, one day I'll taste orcs and then I'll let you know. <laughs> awesome. yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty good and we we have a lot of it most of the year because they're 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 not as big as a horse maybe like a smaller horse but they're when you see them in real life you're like holy smokes that's a big animal i hope it doesn't come at me they're they're yeah. like a little bigger than an elk probably no kidding i didn't realize they were that big well not by much but maybe maybe a little yeah. bit they they might just look bigger to me because they got them long horns yeah, that definitely looked like they'll puncture you if they come at you, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Was it is it hard to get an oryx tag if for a non-resident yes. guy like me? Mm. Yes, sir. It's 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 real. It's pretty hard, especially yeah. for him to draw his once in a lifetime. That's that's like a one in a million chance. I I was super lucky, and I actually actually drew it my third year of putting in, and I drew my once in a lifetime tag. So I I, I that was very lucky. That is very lucky, but you know what they say about being lucky and hunting? It's all in the preparation and hard work. <laughs> yes, <Right>. sir. <laughs> That's a good uh, saying to go by. Yeah, and I say that I'm a very lucky hunter, and I joke, and, I'm, and my friends tell me that I'm a very lucky hunter, and they, <laughs> they tease me about it, but it, it, when they say you're a lucky hunter, that means that you actually get the job done, and you're successful, and it's a culmination of preparation and hard work each equals luck right <laughs> yeah, all right diego you got anything else burning on top of that head there um i think that was all my hunts um let me go through my go through my papers real fast to make sure make sure we got everything um let's see i talked about my dogs hunting hunting bears in wisconsin so it's a i'll talk about that a little bit how sure. it's a little different in uh from wisconsin to new mexico um let's see so in wisconsin we can actually bait bears so we'll we'll put some baits out put some good stuff in there for the bears put some cameras on that bait and then we have i don't even know a hundred different bait names and we'll go check the cameras whatever bears latest it, it most of the time it goes off um like the latest but then if it's like kill season we'll go off the biggest and hopefully the time's not too bad on how when they were there so it makes that's why we go to Wisconsin every year, because it makes it a little bit easier to get our dogs out there and tree some bears. Last year, I think we treed 23 bears when we were up there in two weeks. Holy so cow. that was pretty good. That's yes, a lot of action. It was. We had some last year. There was we had a lot. We had some good hounds. So we usually take them to Wisconsin so we can get them ready for our New Mexico season down here, because there's not near as much bears here in New Mexico than there is in Wisconsin. And it's a little different, too. Because when we're in New Mexico, we kind of have to catch them on a water hole or we have to catch them on a rig because we're not allowed to bait here in New Mexico. Yeah. Yep. And New Mexico being hot, it's all about that water hole. Huh? Yes, sir. And then it's a whole different 
of a game whenever you're in New Mexico and it's it's real dry and these bears are eating who knows grass and pinon and whatever they can find that they want to eat. And in Wisconsin, they're eating these strawberries and raspberries and all these different berries. Do you think the Wisconsin bears taste better than the New Mexico bears? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. It's all about those berries, huh? Yes, sir, for sure. You can (laughs) you can taste how much how much sweeter they are. Or I don't know about sweeter, but you can for sure tell the difference between a New Mexico bear and a Wisconsin bear. That's right. That's right. I just went to Saskatchewan on a bear hunt and I'm eating my bear now, but, and that was over bait and that was a lot of fun. That was actually my first bear hunt. And yes, it, was, it was fun just watching the bears and uh, seeing their mannerisms. That was a lot of fun. I seen, I seen that on your highlights. That, that was a pretty good shot that you put on that bear. Thanks man. I appreciate that, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Diego. Uh, we're gonna wrap up this podcast, man. But I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm gonna keep watching you on on your Instagram and watching everything you're doing. Maybe if I get down to New Mexico, New Mexico sometime, we'll have to hook up for a hunt or do so. Or maybe you can come to Colorado and we'll take you out on an elk hunt or something like that. Yes, How's sir. That, that would be that would be awesome. That would be very cool, man. Well, thanks for being on my podcast, and uh, we'll stay in touch, man, for sure. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, guys, this is the Western Obsessions TV podcast. You are listening to Kurt Belding, the host, and my man, Diego, with Main Beam Addiction. Thanks for listening. This is the Western Obsessions TV podcast, where hunting's not a hobby, it's an obsession.